Gibbons with the Center for Higher Education Leadership, and welcome to our latest podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about our new course, Higher Ed Administration 101, and my guest today is Brad Washington. Brad, can you introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. Um, so my name is Brad Washington, and I've been in higher ed for probably the better part of 15 years, and I am currently working at Notre Dame Denimere University on the peninsula in the South Bay in the San Francisco Bay Area. Great. And so I have asked Brad to join us today because he is actually helping us develop our course. And so one of the things that we're trying to do at the Center for Higher Education Leadership is help particularly new administrators get started. But this course could be for anybody. And so um, we're going to talk a little bit about the different modules of the course and why we're doing this. And, and so, like I already said, we're doing this because, as I know from my own personal experience, um, we don't often get a lot of onboarding when we become new administrators. We you know when it became a center director and when it became a vice provost and so on. And there are, of course, places you can go, Harvard and so on, to do these um, you know, week-long courses and so on. But we really want to do some Thing that's ongoing. Um, our first course is going to be a six-week course. We hope to get people interacting and talking about the issues they're facing. And so one of the first modules will be about the transition from faculty to administrator. And from my perspective, this is really critical because we're all trained as subject matter specialists, but not as administrators. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, Brad, do you, uh, what are your thoughts on the first model, module? Sure. I mean, I think that's in a nutshell. This is um, idea. Actually, one of the quotes, I'm going to steal your quote now that we're all live together. She said, you know, making a transition from professor to administrator is like drinking from a fire hose. Mm -hmm. And I think that really uh, does, unfortunately, unfortunately encapsulate that experience. Um, and so I think what's important about the course in general, but the first module in particular, that it, it gives you a space to feel grounded and comfortable in the uncomfortable and really having you know fellow participants and having a curriculum and a course geared towards the end, you begin to have the opportunity to collaborate and to explore and to really delve into what it could mean moving forward for you as you know growth potential as well as a reflection and acknowledgement of what you're feeling in the moment and how to really navigate within those parameters. Yeah, because you know I'm gonna grasp onto what you just said, which is a collaboration. And that's one thing I felt was really lacking, particularly when I got up into the provost office. Although I had other vice provosts around me, sometimes you kind of feel like you're on your own. And it's nice to have people who you can talk to through the, and you know, we'll of course have discussions. The, the course is gonna run, uh, start for six weeks, starting July 8th. And um, we'll have ongoing places where you can discuss issues within the course, but we'll have a weekly two hour discussion section. So we're kind of doing this in a flipped classroom style where the, you have the materials to look at and can do discussion during the week, but then we'll have a live discussion on Wednesdays from 11 to 1 Pacific time. And I think that op um, opportunity to collaborate and connect with other leaders is really one of the critical pieces of what we do as CHELL overall, because we also have a community page on our website where you can go and talk to other leaders once you're a subscriber. So, um, so let's go on to the next uh, module we're going to be talking about, which is strategic planning. And so, Brad, um, thoughts about that one? Um, need it. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think it's one of those places where, you know, and again, to kind of dovetail one of, the, one of the points you just made now in module one is that it can be a lonely space in just thinking about what it means to be an administrator. 
at the higher ed level. And I have been fortunate of understanding and really leaning upon, being comfortable and leaning upon senior leadership, people who have been in the position longer, people who are allies across campus from, again, from administrators to faculty, frankly, even student leadership that can really have really pivotal discussions, investment, knowledge to help navigate how you think about your space and helping to push things along um, for the betterment of the institution. So I think that's one of the, you know, this module and just the topic in and of itself is really trying to demystify this idea that you are on the island by yourself and that in my own personal experience, being very fortunate to be surrounded by leadership that really are deeply invested in caring about the institutions in which I've served and really feeling okay with leaning on them for their perspective and experience. So it's as much about those really kind of nuts and bolts ways forward in strategic planning as it is to having the freedom to ask the questions you need, need to be answered that don't all come from your knowledge as a new administrator. Right. And speaking of that, that brings me to the issue of data, which brings us to our next module, which is on uh, institution, well, basically organizational stability with institutional research. I mean, I found that institutional research was such a key component that I knew so little about when I first became an administrator. And yet it's so critical to our functioning these days because accreditors are expecting a lot from institutional research. They want data, they want them working on assessment. And I would mention that one of the things we'll probably look at as we're doing this is the, the assessment guide we created for the center um, that you can download still from our website. Um, and so Brad, I mean, I'm curious what your thoughts are on the institutional research component. You know, it's kind of one of those things for me where I get into my own kind of narrow lens because there are so many rabbit holes to go down with institutional research mm -hmm. and how you look at data. And then, so it's always a comparison of what's relevant in the moment. Also trying to balance that with what needs to be thought about for the future and the idea that the future sometimes is either unknown or not the one that you imagine. So that's kind of the beauty and kind of the fear around research in general, I think. So is that stability piece is almost oxymoron in some ways of, you know, depending on what's your scope or how you, which, what has become one's own practice definition of what organizational stability should be. And, and again, to quote another colleague that I've grown and learned from is, is kind of, you know, how to, how to maintain your own stability and preparation. And when knowing that you have to be comfortable with things as they are constantly evolving, almost like a living organism. Institutional research really is the embodiment of that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it really helps you keep on top of how the institution is growing and changing. I, I certainly learned that when I was the provost at Menlo College and started looking at our data over the course of the years to see that we had gone from being, for example, a minority white institution in the first decade of the 2000s to a majority minority institution by the time I got there in 2015. Um, and so just in the course of 10 years, it had changed dramatically and also the kinds of students we were getting and so on. And so these are the kinds of things, you know, we can talk about. But, um, you know, I think um, that also brings up the issue, of course, of diversity, which is the topic of our latest newsletter. And um, I think you know, innovation and diversity, I, I'm really glad we're putting those two pieces together because that's kind of one of been 
been one of my motivating factors in terms of really digging into the ed tech space because I really do think it's important for us to understand in within the whole idea of student success the role of diversity and innovation and um, I know Brad you've had a lot of experience on this front right right and been privileged to um, to the degree of just at least been able to be a part of those conversations and um, that privilege comes with saying that none of those conversations have been easy and sometimes the the burden if I can use that word has been unequal and bridge those conversations I think the, the kind of the hopeful piece in this um, and will come the I think the strength of this module in particular will come from conversations among the the participants but that with the idea of diversity and seeing how it's beginning to evolve and grow in terms of designating high level administrative positions within the cabinet of the president or provost cabinet, it really is a nod towards the, the critical need to understand. But also I think what has become more and more a mantra I've heard about around friends and colleagues that, that actually hold those positions is, well, our conclusions are this needs to be ubiquitous. Yes, that's, absolutely. That's one, 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 one particular office. So it is that kind of a push and pull when, you know, a, a institution, an industry of higher education has been so entrenched in, in modes of thinking and frankly, what, who education was for originally breaking down those barriers and having that be a shared governance, shared responsibility across campus Absolutely. is a heavy lift, but I think it's kind of where we're, we're hoping to go. Mm -hmm. No, I, I agree completely on that front. I've talked, and, and you know, we, we can see in the latest research shows that despite the fact that we have a lot of new positions being created around diversity, that we haven't seen the needle move very much. And so we really need to have that discussion about, you know, everybody taking responsibility for diversity. And um, yeah, so then, you know, our final module is just, you know, collaboration and exploration. And um, one of the things I know we're going to be bringing up on a weekly basis is some of the things that are happening in the news. Um, you know, we don't need to discuss the admission scandal. I think that's pretty straightforward. But as we go through the course, we're planning to, you know, kind of monitor what's going on in higher ed. Some of the issues that are being raised, you know, there'll be lots of ways for us to explore kind of the latest issues and topics that are of concern to folks um, through our discussions and also kind of just bringing in uh, the latest tidbits of news and so on. So um, I think that that's gonna that final week will really be a nice time to, you know, bring up questions that people have about even previous things. Um, I think I, I forgot to mention that we're also uh, talking about fiscal structures. I've skipped module four, um, <laughs> but you know, budgeting and and things like that. Um, I think you know. It, uh, my experience as a provost is that the middle of the summer is a time when these big budgeting issues come up because for some it's the end of the fiscal year for others it's just a time when you know you're dealing with uh, cash flow issues if you're a small private or or you you know you're w watching what's happening with the legislature if you're a public and so um, I think we'll have plenty to talk about around fiscal structures around um, you know, and then just what's going on uh, in terms of higher ed more generally, you know, what's the, which school is the latest one to announce it's closing, things like that. Yeah, I mean, I think the, just in overall with the amount of topics in general that we can share that, you know, for better or for worse, I think there'll always be something breaking, even while this course is going on. Um, I'm, I'm sure that one of the benefits of the live discussion component of it is that 
there will be, in addition to the resources we'll put for it, um, for better or for worse, I think there'll be new and breaking, um, you know, issues and events that are absolutely relevant to the course and the course content that they will kind of continue to really enrich the discussions and what we're trying to do moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And um, yeah, I just think that there's, there, there's a wealth of topics, unfortunately. And, and, but you know, this is just the beginning for our center. We're just getting going. Um, you know, we're excited to see the new subscribers who are coming on board. Um, but yeah, there's so much more that we can be doing. And, and yeah, I'm really grateful to Brad to helping us with this first online course. We're going to be doing many more, um, especially short courses like, you know, just one day courses where, um, you know, a couple hours at a time, webinars and so on, where we can dig into some of these other issues. You know, they, you know we, for example, we, don't, we probably won't have much time to talk about um, uh, development and fundraising. Um, which is, I know, is a big topic for everybody <laughs> these days, whether you're in a public or a private school. Um, you will, can dig in more into the ed tech space and innovation. And um, and I know uh, for Brad, you know, things like the international students is a, is a big topic and where that's going. Definitely, definitely. And, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those things about me going into a rabbit hole myself. It's definitely a, a kind of a topic of, you know, welcoming also kind of having maintain a sense of humanity and how we work with and navigate kind of our our landscape in higher ed around the students that we serve um but yeah i, I guess i'll just stop there again without going. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> i know we could get into another long discussion we do have a really good article by miriam feldblum in our latest newsletter about the immigration issue and the organization she's created um or is working with called, uh, around the president's alliance on immigration policy and and so I'll just mention that. Um, but uh, we could have a long, long, long discussion about what's going on with immigration and international students and language issues and and so on. Um, but uh, and then, you know, that brings me to the, another point of, you know, just admissions more broadly. That's something we could definitely be uh, doing another course on and what's going on around that, um, because it's, it's a topic that impacts institutions in so many different ways. Um, who's coming into colleges, how they're being financed. Um, you know, the whole issue of uh, financial aid is uh, something I've written on in my column in Inside Higher Ed. Um, and actually, I just did a column uh, in my uh, and inside higher ed on the ed tech issues that uh, administrators face. So lots and lots to work on and talk about um so any final thoughts brad looking forward to it looking forward to kind of seeing that first engagement from um, the members of shell and and hopefully again as a bridge to kind of that continuation i think one of the things i've really admired um, as it's launched is that it's not built for kind of a one-off and you've kind of done your thing and you move forward it's meant to really be kind of a almost an ecosystem of a continuing community and so I think that's one of the things that's really excited about it. And starting with a with a course that has these types of topics is seems like a really ideal space to begin. So just looking forward to seeing how it plays out. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. This is uh, going to be fun and uh, not a whole lot of burden, but I think we'll be able to get, you know, put a lot of information into the a space of six weeks. And, and, you know, as long as we get really good engagement from folks, I think it'll be really positive. So thanks a lot, and I appreciate your time, and uh, 
before I forget, this is the Center for Higher Education Leadership. Check us out at www.higheredconnects for our newsletter, and that's where you can subscribe. And our main uh, website is www.higheredleads.com. And we look forward to having you join us. Thanks, Brad. Thank you.